and welcome to Tales from the Thrift, a podcast connecting resellers. I'm your host, Sherry, and on today's episode, I chat with Alinka, also known as the Thrifty Historian. Alinka was the first guest that I recorded with, and I really enjoyed learning more about her. In this episode, we talk about her wanting to start a YouTube channel, and since recording, she has. So if you're looking for more reseller content when you're done this podcast, be sure to tune in to The Thrifty Historian on YouTube. I'll put all of her information in the show notes. Let's get into it. Um, thank you so much for joining the podcast today, Alinka. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. Um, I'm so happy to have you as my first guest. So I guess um, basically the two of us, we've never actually met in person, um, but we met, I think it was back in March. I joined a Posh and Coffee kind of when everything was just starting with COVID um, and we connected. And then it's one of those things I feel like where you follow someone on social media and you're like, <laughs> like I watch your stories and I feel like I know you. Um, so I'm looking forward to our conversation to get to know you even more. Yeah, that's, that's the best part about what I love about Instagram and having my own Instagram that's like dedicated to reselling is just, you know, like getting to meet all these people from all over the country and not over, not even just Canada, because I've had people from the U.S. join my passion coffees. And so like, I've made friends from Florida and Michigan. And like, again, like we, I honestly, like, I don't have that many friends in real life. (laughs) <laughs> that's okay online just quality like, ones seriously though but like it's crazy like the friendships you make online because in like the way the algorithm works right on social media it somehow brings people that are like-minded to you right and that's kind of like oh, totally us so it's just great when that happens and um yeah I've just met so many great people through Poshmark and I'm so grateful that I know I, I, I feel the same way it just it just I stumbled upon it and then suddenly I'm like wow I just have all these friends I say that in quotes because we're you know friends but you're just like you're like I've never met this person it's fantastic um so you are a you're a full-time am I right saying you're a full-time reseller yeah I mean okay so I I mean yeah why don't you just just go like tell me how you started and tell me a bit about yourself yeah so okay uh, I started on Poshmark literally out of just like I had I already had the app downloaded because a friend of mine had gone on to it um, just as it, you know, came out in the summer last year and she was already doing really well. And I'd bought some things actually off of her. Um, and we met like off of Poshmark cause like we both lived in the same city and she was just showing me like, Oh yeah, girl, like I've already made like a thousand dollars in like a month. I'm like, Whoa, like this is crazy. But at the time I was fully employed and working full time. Um, I had gotten my first, what I thought was like an adult job, you know, just yep. sitting at a desk and being bored um, and basically <laughs> working for other people so that other people can make money. Um, yeah. And I actually got fired from that job on the last day of my three months probation. Oh, no. Um, so that's not, no, not at all slimy, I'm sure. But uh, so they fired me and this was in October. I used my last paycheck from that crappy job to, to purchase my dog. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to be at home for a very long time. Who knows when I'll have another job? Yeah. And um, so literally, I went on Poshmark. I think it was just as I was an Insta- on Instagram one day, and it came up as an ad. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll sell some of my stuff. I had so much clothes. Having worked at Winners for like three years, mm-hmm. um, it was unreasonable. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can make some money just like selling my old stuff. And this was 
in mid-November of 2019. So I'm like, okay, okay. I really wanted to str- like to strive to get Posh Ambassador. When you're new to Poshmark and you don't really understand, you're like, ooh, I want to be an ambassador. Like maybe that's yeah. like super Absolutely. It's not, but I mean, once you become an ambassador, you notice that you have more followers, more sales in general. So it yep. took me until January to become an ambassador. Um, I think I had made maybe like $500 in that time. So I was like pretty amazed. Like I couldn't believe I'd made $500 just selling my stuff. Um, and that was when I, in January, I decided I was going to take it more seriously. I'd purchased a mannequin um, mm-hmm. actually off of Poshmark. Um, oh, nice. and That's a big package to ship. Yeah, but like um, Clarice, as she's been named, she's really light. So, um, and she's only like a torso. Uh, so oh, okay, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think Sorry, it was three. pounds, three pounds maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I paid a hefty amount for her, but I, she was one of my best purchases for sure. Um, but so once I started getting, I don't know if it was because my pictures were getting better. Um, I was listing more things in January is when I started going thrifting and mm-hmm. trying to see if I could make that happen. I'm like, you know, people are doing this. People are going to thrift stores, flipping things for money and it's working so I decided to try it out and when I saw that it was working for me I'm like okay okay let's keep this going so at that point I'd say I was part-time um but I live in a one-bedroom apartment and my inventory was very quickly taking over it takes over your life okay like right now I'm so glad you know this is a podcast and not something that um like there's just chaos in my apartment right now I've been going to the bins like Oh my god! Like way too I, much. you've been you've been getting swallowed up by the bins. It's impressive. It, yes, it literally they are swallowing me up right now. <laughs> I love it. It's just I'm like I need to figure out a way to like. Oh god! I I now need to. I've never had a death pile so large that I'm gonna need to like organize the death pile before I can start listing it. It's gonna be insane. But I promised myself after today's bins trip, it's my last one until I have all this stuff listed. Oh, good luck! It's an addiction. <laughs> actually an addiction but it's like a healthy addiction um yeah. I think. no I totally know. I mean it's making you money it's not like you're shopping you're investing um, but exactly I mean it's making you money but also like the the thing with it is it's just like it makes me feel so good like when I find like brand new things in the bin mm-hmm. I'm like this was on its way to the landfill it I has oh, I know like it just it makes my heart happy knowing like even if because uh, one of my newest strategy has been lately just um gra- grabbing a bunch of good good things at the bins that I think the buy sell trade store would take and then yes, I take it there the next day and like for example the other day I spent I think like $80 at the bins and I took like maybe not not even like maybe half of the stuff and they only took 15 items and I made $52 so that's already like most of my bins trip is paid for and I have all of this other inventory now that's basically like pennies that's um, such a good strategy because you're yeah. if you're repaying what you paid for your inventory at the bins then you're just making all profit after that exactly but so the problem being is so my my life let's say back in February March when I was starting to take it more seriously like again I live in a one bedroom with my partner and my dog um <laughs> not a lot of space and it was quickly starting to take over everything um and I was like okay I can't live like this anymore we either need to move into a two-bedroom which is was getting very complicated it, we, we don't want to leave the building where we are and it's hard um and I was like you know what for the same amount 
why don't I just get my own office? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like an idea that just dawned on me. Like, I think a friend of mine had said, she's like, oh, one day, like, you could totally have your own boutique. I'm like, mm-hmm. let's take it a step back because right now I just need extra space somewhere to like actually run my business out of. That's not yeah. my apartment. So I went out and I found, oh God, and this was one of my first struggles, I would say, um, because I had no idea what I was doing. I had found a couple of places that I had checked out that seemed legit. And then I found at, a, at the very last minute, a place that was a business incubator. Um, so what it was, was like basically a bunch of little stalls that had a bunch of different other businesses. Um, oh, so. Okay. And, on, and they were open to, oh, oh, this is like right as COVID was starting. So obviously they weren't open to the public, but it was a very cool, like cultural place. I had like very artsy type of things and it already had traffic coming through it. So I thought, oh my God, this is going to be perfect. I could or open up a little storefront here and also store mm-hmm. my inventory here. And then, but it all fell apart. Um, there was a lot of drama with other tenants there. Um, it all fell apart when COVID started. So I had literally signed on for April 1st and by May 1st, I had torn up that lease and moved into a new office, which is the office that I'm in now, which is much larger and I'm paying a little bit more for, but I'm alone by myself and it's just me and my inventory and it's wonderful. Oh, that's great. But uh, like right now, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's tough because I'm, I'm having to pay two rents um, yeah. and it's summer slowdown. So yeah. yeah, I mean, hopefully it picks back up because I wouldn't have, you know, gone through with doing this step in my business had I not known that, you know, I was making enough money to be able yep. to support it. So right now it's a little bit of a struggle. Like thankfully the government is helping us out with CERB um, mm-hmm. because I really don't know what I, what I would do without that. Oh, but, it's just, it's a hard time for everybody. Like, what a weird year. It's, it's a weird, and my parents were totally like, oh my god, I can't believe you're starting, you're, you're grabbing, you're getting an office in the middle of a pandemic. Like, why would Did you, you do sign, that? like, are you signed on for a year, or month to month, or? No, so this is the thing. My original contract, which was, uh, with the first place that fell apart, it was only a year contract, and the first two months were free. And I was like, this is great. And then after when you kind of sit back and realize there's all this drama and issues, you realize why the first two months were free because they were desperate to get more tenants in there. <laughs> oh, um, no. But yeah, like I, I don't know. It's, um, I totally, <laughs> I totally just lost my train of thought there thinking about all that drama. But <laughs> it's, in a way, like it's a bad time to have started my um my business but at the same time because of the government support that I'm getting right now um it's actually quite nice because Mm -hmm. um otherwise I don't think I would have been able to do it it's really hard to get I've looked into you know getting like business loans and or like you know small and they're impossible to come by like people are like oh it's so easy to get a small business loan no it's not um it's a very lengthy process um so I don't know. I'll have to look into it a little bit more carefully, um, but I don't think I'm getting any kind of support financially other than what I'm getting right now from the government. So yeah. I'm really going to have to like make it on my own at this point, um, which is why I've kind of started, you know, in my sourcing and going to the bins often, I started to yeah. pick out a lot more things for, I guess, what people are calling Q4. So the fourth quarter of the yeah. year, so like September to December when it's so like sweaters and cozy sweaters. Fall. exactly so um those things are a little bit heavier to pick up at the bins but 
you know, hopefully the return on it will be better. So yeah, it's yeah, uh, definitely, it's definitely not where I thought I would be, uh, a year ago, considering I have an undergrad in history. <laughs> yes, um, that's, you have and, such an interesting background and are you currently doing another, are you doing a grad? Yeah, right so now? I've been working on my master's, um, for the last three years. Uh, so it's rough. I was supposed to be done last year, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But while I was in the middle of my MA, there were some pretty serious, like, mental health problems that I was going through that I didn't, first of all, acknowledge. Like, I thought it was normal to just be sleeping all day. Like, oh, that was yeah, to me. Um, but it wasn't. That was just, um, and that's kind of one of the things that I like to be very transparent about, um, you know, on social media and stuff, like mental health and you know you don't actually know what someone's going through behind the screen so like you know just be kind and and all that stuff and I I mean when looking back on like where I was a year ago and where I am now I'm definitely like super proud of my own accomplishments which is also another thing that I struggle with like knowing how to be good enough and feeling like okay like I'm good enough doing enough right now like for me I'm the kind of person like if I've listed 20 things today that's not enough like I need to list 50 you know so I'm always like pushing myself and I think you know that's not healthy as well so you have to find some sort of balance in the business absolutely Um, yeah and and I think that can be one of the perils of having it being your own boss is that you you know you think oh like I'm my own boss like I can work whenever I want but that also turns into, I wake up at six in the morning, I start working on my business and I'm working on it until 10 or 11 o'clock at night when I'm going to bed. So I'm like, I know. Do you, so do you I, find though with the office transition, like, do you kind of, are you able to leave work at the office sometimes and come home and actually relax? No. No. <laughs> now, like my, so my office is still definitely like a work in progress for a very long time. Um, so I had moved in in May and, and middle of May, I had finally placed, I put an order with Ikea for the furniture that I needed for my inventory storage. And it took almost a month and a half because of- Oh, I know Ikea is crazy right now. Oh my God. So I was like, I need this. And I was like, very, very set on what I wanted to do. And it's, it's definitely still a work in progress. And right now, because I'm like focusing so much on sourcing, my office has just been like an it's literally just a glorified storage unit right now. Okay. Um, and I, and I still do like a lot of my photographing at home. I yeah. haven't found out a proper way of doing that. I'm also a little bit needy because I have my dog at home and I love spending time <laughs> with him. Although he knows. He's, he's been given the green light to, to come to the office, but oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I just, I like, it's, it's really nice to just be able to wake up in the morning and like have my coffee and just oh, absolutely and, and I think once you get it kind of set up and like everything you want in there looking like you want it you'll be more like you'll probably go there more and spend more time in there well that's the thing too and right now like my my partner for the summer is working in construction so like he, he builds pools and I keep telling myself, I'm like, I, I love summertime. I hate winter. I'm a miserable, miserable person. Mm-hmm. Winter. And I just want to enjoy whatever is left of the sun, sun, sun. Yeah. And you've been doing stuff on your patio, I see. Yeah. So I, yeah. oh my God, I raccooned like a $2 desk and chair. I can't even believe it. 
and I actually love it so much. I might consider getting rid of my desk that like this, this large unused desk that I have in my office, in my apartment right now and just replacing with that small little yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, it's been great just getting to sit on the patio and still do work and stuff like that. So I figure I have the rest of the next six months after September to be cold and miserable and hidden inside of my office. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy the sun. God, we only and get a couple months of it. Is one of the reasons too why like I wanted to get this office, which is kind of ironic, is because I realized you know being at home all the time is sometimes not good for me um, because I I do get caught up with like oh let me just clean the fridge or no, like you know what you know? everybody is like that you're you're sitting yeah. there trying to do something and you're like oh I see dust bunnies under the couch I should vacuum. I know. And it's just like, okay, but I should, and that's why I want it. I want it to eventually be a thing where, um, as my partner's going back to work, like in an office setting in the fall. Um, so I'm just going to make it where, you know, we both leave for work in the morning and yeah. both come home and, you know, I can always come home in the middle of the day and like take Theo out, um, and just come go back to work. But yeah, I really, and it, and the good thing too, about where my office is, is like, there are other businesses as well in the building. Um, so there's like a, a real estate office right when you walk in. So having other people that are there at the office yeah. working is kind of a, a motivation as well. Yep. Whereas um, that first place I had found, because it was in the middle of the quarantine, it was literally just me there all the time. And it was kind of eerie. It was in a sketchier part of town. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely feeling a lot, you know, I think everything in life happens for a reason. I was really bummed out because I literally spent all of April, just renovating that unit and painting it. Oh, I know, I remember seeing that. Oh my god, and I had literally just put up my sign um, for the store, and the next day, everything kind of blew up, with, and it was just so childish, like through emails and whatever, and I was just like, you know what, I can't do this. I didn't sign yeah. up for this, and I'm so glad that I was, you know, and the funny thing is, as either way, it wouldn't have worked out because literally the week after I stepped down um, and said, like, that's not going to work out for me, the whole place actually shut down. So, it, like, it no, lo it no longer exists. Yeah, you're like, okay, so, perfect. Worked out. But the thing with that is I'm really wishing I could find somewhere else, like, that, it, that is the same concept because business incubators are such a great idea. Um, and I was think I was chatting with a fellow... Uh, posh friend Naomi she's a uh, new joy London um, okay. oh I have her on Instagram yeah she's also from here in London and um, she does her reselling business with her partner and uh, she was saying she's like I would love to like either find a place that we could turn into it some sort of like a flea market or have a place where you know I could rent out booths to like other poshers or other resellers and like on weekends other people could come and sell their stuff just like at a market or a flea market um but more of like a thrift kind of thing yeah. uh, and I just I feel like that's a business idea right there but that's I have cool. no experience in business and I have no background so I have no idea what I'm doing um no you know what sometimes when you get a group of people together chatting about stuff everyone can contribute some different things and you like yeah. I don't know just coming up with the idea is the first I think yeah definitely and because it kind of seems like there are a lot of resellers in London and it, I don't know if it's because the bins are here um but we have a pretty large community in southwest yeah. Ontario at least so I think it would be a pretty cool like if we could 
if, if we tried hard enough, I think we could literally turn London into kind of like the posh hub of Ontario. Yeah um to have it be like the go-to place for postures because like I mean the bins are here um anyone would want to take it anyone from southwestern Ontario could justify as a reseller taking a trip here because of the bins um and if we had like a little studio type place that you know resellers could come even if it's just like a space like let's say somebody doesn't have space to um take their photos at home like have a little space where it's set up and you can just come take your photos um, oh my God, as I'm talking to you about this, this business idea is getting better and better. <laughs> yes, yeah, I your band. talk to Naomi about this because um, it can, I feel like if we got enough people interested in it, it could definitely be a thing. Yeah, I know. It's funny what you come up with when you just spitball. Um, so switching gears a little bit, are you, I'm, I'm just curious, are you only on Poshmark or do you sell on other platforms? Well, technically, I am available on both Depop and eBay. <laughs> have I made sales on those platforms? No, I have not. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I just can't, Depop has not picked up for me. I've gotten a few likes here and there. Um, I wish there was a way to send offers um, mm-hmm. to likers that the way that there is on, on Poshmark. But once somebody likes something on Depop, it's just like, okay, cool. Thanks for liking it. Can't send you an offer unless you message them directly, which is annoying. I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. Sometimes I feel a little pushy. I, I'll do that on Poshmark. I have a bit of a strategy with like, if someone likes a whole bunch of things, I'll send them a message for the reason for putting stuff in a bundle or whatever, right? Like I'll flip them a little message just to say, hey, like, thanks for the likes. I sent you an offer, whatever. But sometimes I don't want to be too, I don't know, you know, like I, I, I hate getting messages like, thanks for checking out my closet. Like if I share something, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I just, I'm just sharing your stuff. Like it's fine. I know that people are just being friendly and polite, but I'm like, I don't want a million messages from a million people on there. So oh, I, if you don't want a million messages from a million people, make sure you never host a, a, what are those? The posh, you know, the posh oh movies, the online yeah. ones. Have people done one? No, I haven't done one. I've thought about it, but I'm just, I just haven't gotten around to applying or I don't know. And to be honest, like with, with a new baby, like this sounds ridiculous, but I think most of them that you host is that like, they're like at 11. Yeah. For you, it would be really Atlantic. So I'm like 11. I can't even right now. Yeah, no, but honestly it's, it's, I don't think I would ever do it again. I know Um, you got a lot of messages. I remember from Americans that you can't, yeah. And yeah, that's the thing that really bothers me. And I'm just like, can you not do that? Like, on, right now, so what, what I've also noticed is, um, I don't know how this happened, but literally in the last month, I have won. Love yes. list. I'll tell you why. You're listing things at like four o'clock in the morning, aren't you? But I'm not though. Okay, so I think what happened, because I'm, like, I'm definitely, everyone's like, oh my God, are you crazy? I'm like, I'm not though, because I was at, I was awake and listing at 7 a.m., but I think okay. it's 4 a.m. Pacific so, time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Ooh, I should have so, more things early in the morning because I was yeah. thinking, okay. So that's the, the only times I've won was, I think the one time I won for 9 a.m. and the other time I won for, so I was listing around noon or something. I don't even know. And, but I, I feel awkward because like the third time that I won, I was just like, I'm not even going to share this. Like winning. No, twice. don't feel like that. No. If anyone's like, how did she win again? Like you're just listing a lot of things. 
So yeah, don't worry. Uh, I got it. I mean, I don't know how they do it if it's based on how much you list or if it's just one list. Because like I've heard of people winning Love It or List It, and they've listed like two things. So I don't know. Yeah, how I don't it, know. It's probably some random thing like you when people do the giveaways and stuff. I would assume that's how Poshmark does it, but I don't know. But and, anyway, so I've won $150. So I won Love It or Listed, and I won uh, offered the Offers to Likers one. Oh, okay. So weird. Um, so because, like, right, you get $50 credit, I've been getting messages every single time on my, like, uh, Meet the Posher page um, from the same person who clearly goes through all of the winners of the, of the, cha- of the whatever, oh challenges. And sends me the, is the same generic message saying like, oh, congratulations on winning. $50 will get you a lot from my closet. Oh, no. And I'm like, what makes you think that I want to spend my, first of all, like if I have a $50 credit, like I obviously have things that I've liked that I'm already going to go back and buy, like most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just like, this is spam. And also I, I hate it when people do that. I hate when people like advertise themselves also I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that is that not one of the Poshmark guidelines yeah, I don't know I like, think you're not supposed I, to like advertise much. yeah on other people's stuff um it's just a kind of like an etiquette thing I don't know um, I think you're right it's just too much it's like I I don't know I don't know about you but when a comment pops up I'm like oh what's that and then I'm like oh, no <laughs> no yeah, absolutely because comments yeah. usually mean like somebody's asking for a size or whatever um but I totally agree and it's like oh man if you don't want to be bombarded with comments definitely don't ever do a a passion party or whatever because they're yeah yeah. (laughs) oh man I know I mean I it is what it is but it's it's even when you get a host pick sometimes you get a gazillion things and I'm like yay thanks like (laughs) yeah I mean you know when people are like oh congratulations on your host pick congrats like with all these emojis and like crazy pictures with all the I don't I'm like what is happening like (laughs) how much time do you take like how are you spending your time in your business like yeah I know that's exactly how I look at it I'm like wow that took a lot of time for that person to go through every host pick right because they they do yeah they literally go through all the host picks and they send well it's probably the same generic message that they just copy and paste, but still like that's so much time that you could be spending like photographing or listing or doing something that will actually. Absolutely. I know. I know. I don't know. Not for me. Um, So ridiculous. One question I have for you, because I'm super interested. I love your logo, like your brand. Um, And like, so the thrifty historian is your name and her story thrift is your Instagram handle, right? Did I get that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't back, get it backwards. Okay. So yeah. the thrifty historian. So obviously because you have a background in history. Yeah, yeah. Um, the funny thing is I would have wanted to make my handle the thrifty historian, like as well, instead of her story thrift, but it was too long. So um I couldn't make it the thrifty historian. So I just opted for naming myself like you know how some people have like their online persona. And yeah. so my name's Alinka. It's not an easy name. So I'm like, let's just find an online persona, become the thrifty historian. And then her story thrift was literally, I only came up with it because I needed to find some sort of handle that went with it. And okay. I'm like, okay, history, but it's about her. Cause like, who is he anyways? 
Um, and I'm really big on like, you know, women's rights and feminism and, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, no, just I love it. Her story worked well, um, because it's, I mean, Poshmark, and don't get me wrong, there's many men on Poshmark, but it is mostly a female-centered yeah. kind of platform, so, yeah, I don't know, and I, and I guess it, it turned out to be pretty catchy, and then I got really lucky because in 2015, I decided to be Rosie the Riveter for Halloween, um, so I took, like, some good photos back then, and I have this, this one photo that I love, like, I use it everywhere, um, and my friend Lauren, um, thrift goddess, she actually does these doodles, and she was like, hey, like, want me to turn your photo into a doodle? And I was like, yes. Oh, I love so that. She did it for me, and it's amazing, so get yourself creative friends, because they'll do cool stuff for you because like she sells her doodles now and like fiber I don't know where but yes I saw because she has one for hers as well right yeah so she made it's kind of funny she made one for myself and Alex as well so yeah in a little group chat that we have on Instagram it's like all of us with our little doodle emojis it's cute yeah they are really cute yeah no that's fantastic um yeah so that's kind of how it came up with it and then I also really strive to I mean, as the thrifty historian, I want to bring that element of history and educating people about history. And, you know, that's why like every now and then you're like going through my Instagram stories and it's like, oh, like reseller content, reseller content. Oh, drop the mic on historical knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so interesting. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. And I just, if, if people don't like that, if you don't like that, I randomly have historical knowledge when my name is the thrifty historian, then like you can unfollow me. I'm okay with that. No, um, that's what I find interesting about following, following, especially on my reseller Instagram account. It's like you see all this Poshmark or whatever related content, but then every now and then you're like, oh, cool. Like there's her dog or like she's like, I don't know, pictures of her kid. And I don't know. I, I like that. Like yeah. I like getting, getting, getting to know the, uh, the person. And I think, you know, like ultimately, what really gets you interested in following people on social media is, you know, are they interesting? Are they funny? Are they yeah, like entertaining? Definitely. So like, hopefully like I am, um, because like I said, eventually if I ever get around to stopping going to the bin daily and just overhauling my life with inventory, maybe I'll start editing the thousands of hours of youtube footage that i've already recorded so yeah because like, are you you're gonna start a channel right yeah like i well technically it already exists but it doesn't have any videos on it um, put some up. but yeah you know why i'm the kind of person that like okay i don't know why but this is this is very true in every aspect of my life even when it comes to like writing a paper i cannot do anything without an introduction so yeah. I have not recorded, I've not sat down and recorded, like, a channel intro where I, like, hey, like, this is what my channel is going to be about, and, like, follow if you're interested in this kind of stuff. I haven't done that yet, mm-hmm. um, and I, until I do that, I just, I don't know, I, I, I don't know why I'm, like, hesitant to just sit down and record it, because I know it's going to be, like, the video that, like, people would see if they, you know, come onto my channel and, like, watch the trailer or whatever of the channel, yeah. so... I don't know. Um, I'm always like that. I'm very, I'm very hesitant with the introduction of things. Well, it's hard. I feel like it's hard starting things. Even with this podcast, like I sat down and I, I have a trailer, 
because the day I sat down to do the trailer, Anchor was working because we had yeah. some technical issues this morning, but with the Anchor app, um, which is what I'm going to do this podcast on. But it took me a while to sit down and do it because then it made it real. And I was like, okay, I actually have to contact people and get some guests lined up and take time out of my busy week, which I enjoy. But like, you have to be in the right mood to do something creative. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff, social media, it's like, I don't care what anyone says. It's a creative outlet for people because you're making content. So you just have to be in the right mood and headspace and just like, it. I don't know. I don't think you can just sit down if you're not, it doesn't come to me anyway. If I sit down, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then I'm not in the mood. I'm like, it's just not happening today. <laughs> well, that's literally, okay. that's probably why it's, I'm in my third year of writing my, my master's thesis because yeah, that's okay. That's like, okay. And, and that's what I, I keep telling myself. I'm like, honestly, like right now I have a friend who's finishing her MA and she's got the 50 page, mine's a hundred page thesis I have to write, which sounds super daunting, but like, it's really not when I've written like 75 pages in a week yeah. before for grad school papers and whatever. But it's just when I know that this is like my baby and I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so hard. And I told myself, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather keep paying for another semester of tuition and have my mental health stay good where it is than see my friend that's like pulling all-nighters and like just trying to literally she's probably like seriously damaging her mental health um and her brain because like not getting sleep is not good um and it literally will mess with you when you're older um I know so I'm like I'd rather not like that feeling of like being stressed and tired and having to get papers done, like, I'm done with that part of my life. I don't want that to be my life anymore. So I'll get the thesis done. I, I promised myself I would get it done by the end of this year. And like, yeah. it's gonna happen. It just feels like I was telling this to my partner yesterday, until I finish this thesis, I feel like I can't go full swing into anything in my business. Because I have like one foot in one door, and one foot in another door. And I just like need to finish this. So I, can I know it's hard. But you know what, it's thing like, completing things looks different for everyone so like I just feel like comparison is a bad thing and it's like you know what this is working for you you're doing reselling you're doing you're enjoying the summer and you're going to get that done when you get it done you're going to do your YouTube when you're ready to do your YouTube like I just feel like sometimes too many things like I don't I'm big on to-do lists and I love like little planners and getting all like I don't know like calendars with like my goals but I'm like okay if my to-do list has to carry on to tomorrow then like it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's and not I a big deal. The bathroom will get cleaned tomorrow. That's the thing where like for me, if I put all these things on my to-do list and then I, I can't accomplish them all, I immediately am just like defeated. And I know. It's I know. One- and that's just hard. It's hard to get out of that. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those things where I, just, I have to untrain myself from just being so hard on myself. Like, yeah. and nothing is ever good. Like, I mean, that comes from a, deeper place of like feeling like not you know I'm never good enough for anything that comes from other things in my life but I mean I have to you know at 25 I have to like just settle down and be like okay I need to be good enough for myself because otherwise you know like I'm not going to get very far in my own business without like believing in myself and my abilities right so no absolutely I know like other resellers definitely will relate to this because I don't know I can't even tell you the amount of hilarious comments that I've gotten since starting Poshmark last October. 
but I wanted to do a Karen of the Week segment with you before we say goodbye. Um, so, or it doesn't even have to be this week, just like a hilarious Karen um, that's happened to you recently, which I know you definitely have because you always share them on Instagram and I laugh. A hilarious Karen. Well, the funny thing is, is I was trying to think of, of a Karen that I had had recently and I can't seem to think of any Karens that I've dealt with recently. Okay, I don't know you. if it's like once I deal with them, I just like erase them from my brain. But there was one person um, that I kind of like, I, I mean, we can talk about this because I think most people in the reseller community, I don't know if you follow Nicole State on Instagram. Uh, maybe. Do you? Anyways, she had posted, like, she had reshared this post from this, oh my god, this is just a cringe story. This lady had made, she makes, like, custom tie-dye shirts, mm. and she had made a shirt that said, Posh Lives Matter. No. Right? Oh, I saw that on your thing, yes. Okay, I did oh. see some chatter about it, and I kind of looked, I looked at it and was like, I can't even, I, Posh I don't. Posh Lives Matter. I was so like, did Poshmark make any comment about that because obviously I have that's just not appropriate no idea but basically what happened was Nicole State just put it on her story and said like this is gonna be a no for me like I really hope that Poshmark doesn't allow this to be sold on their platform because no. that's really oh, not okay God. and this lady went off the wire like she went like started making all these stories like crying hysterically and saying how like Nicole State followers are like going after her now because, oh, no. and like she's not racist she thinks all lives matters I'm like you do realize saying that makes you racist right only oh, Karen do you not see what you're doing and saying well hopefully but, it ends up being an educational piece for her oh maybe. no it wasn't because like she just like the whole time she was just she could not just admit to what the fact that what she had done was wrong oh, no um but well, that blows mine out of the water because mine's just the fact that everybody keeps asking me how much everything has been worn, which like blows. I'm like, what? are we keep it like, oh, how many times have these pants been worn? How many times has this pants been worn? Like, question. okay, first of all, no, just I didn't own it, and second of all, are we keeping track? Like, I don't like. Oh, my favorite pair of seven jeans. Like, yep, I have a little chart in my closet. Every time I take them off and put them on, I put a little tick by it. They've like, been worn 37 times. Part, like literally I think next time someone asks you that please answer with that I know Evan my partner was like can you just put 12 put 12 put 12 I'm like I'm not putting 12 I'm just gonna answer politely and hopefully people stop asking me that goddamn question I don't know how you keep getting this question because I've never in my life received well, it's probably been like three or four times it's not like all the time but I feel like three or four times that's crazy I've never in my life received that question so that's well, good I don't know you get it. I have no idea I don't know just me oh my god well, um, okay, on that note, let's, well, maybe just give me a positive, a positive thing that's happened for you this week, just to end on. Okay, a positive thing that's happened this week. Um, well, my boyfriend found a pair of Lululemon uh, shorts, the bins, yes. and within, uh, like, four hours of posting them, they sold for, like, 25 bucks. So I was like, sweet! That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Lulu's yeah. flying, especially shorts right now. I know. Oh, good to know. Love it. Who was getting rid of their Lulu shorts? That's my question, but. I don't know. Yeah. They're really I happen. <laughs> I so know. Many, oh, so much Lulu at the bins lately. Oh my God. That's awesome. I know I've been finding a lot lately too, and it's my favorite. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. I'm sorry about all the technical issues we had earlier, but I really appreciate you taking time out of your morning. 
And hopefully so, I didn't ramble on for too much. And no, no. I, and that's what I like. Like, I just wanted to have a conversation. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much again. And um, so the thrifty historian is your closet name and her story thrift, right? On Instagram. Yes. Her story underscore thrift on Instagram and Poshmark. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Awesome. And um, we'll keep, I'll update that in the show notes and everything. And um, you'll have to keep me posted on your YouTube channel too, because I want to watch that. Absolutely. I will. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. And I'll talk you to you soon. Well. See ya. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you again, Alinka. It was so nice chatting with you. Alinka can be found on Instagram as herstory underscore thrift, Poshmark, Depop, and YouTube as the Thrifty Historian. Tune in next week for another tiny tale, and have a great week, everyone.